you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 354 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, even when that team is the Oakland A's and they don't even want you to be a fan. We're here. So welcome. Also, thank you for making Locked On A's your first listen every day. And remember that Locked On A's is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And uh, Locked On A's on Twitter, Instagram, you know, all that good stuff. So uh, just enjoy, enjoy the ride um, because it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions today. Mostly sad at the beginning. And then we're going to get into the Ken Rosenthal uh, thing and it's going to be a lot more fun, I think. Um, also, if you guys are looking for a show to listen to after this one, a second podcast, if you will, you guys can join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Lockdown MLB's uh, podcast for a unique look at both the majors present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from uh, Lockdown MLB's network of uh, local experts, you know, like me. Uh, I go on that show. We like to talk about uh, the A's. He's a great time. And you can subscribe to that one, uh, the Locked On Today, the Locked On MLB podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you guys like to hear podcasts. He does a great job. I like Sally. I need to have him on this podcast uh, before too long, I think, because it's been a while. But uh, as you may know, the A's, well, they lost. So that's one. Uh, Chris, Chris Bassett's coming back. So that's something to put a smile on my face for three seconds and then we'll see how things go tomorrow. But uh, before I get into all that, I'm very happy that Chris Bassett is coming back just because I think that he needs it. Uh, Whether or not it's a mental thing, I think that it's nice that he is back so soon on a personal level. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Chris Bassett just going out and competing and uh, hopefully he does well, regardless of the what what happens in the game i hope that he has a good time and uh you know the a's start loosening up and maybe win a game or two i don't know uh just make the rest of the season fun because we don't know what's going to happen this offseason it's probably not going to be good and uh which makes everything that happened today wild i full disclosure not a season ticket holder anymore because they priced me out years ago uh, i think 2015 was my last season uh and so it hasn't been good since they priced me out then. I mean, I have like plant money. It's not surviving very well, but I, I can afford a plant. <laughs> I was also living in San Francisco at the time and it just was not feasible. And then this season, uh, you know, COVID was still an issue. And now they have completely priced me out. Uh, according to a lot of people on Twitter, I have not seen the prices except for people on Twitter because uh, I am not a season ticket holder, but Sounds like they've doubled season ticket prices, which is absolutely bonkers. I remember in 2012, my first season of three with uh, season tickets, it cost me what, what? I had 24 games, I believe, and it cost me like $200. It was so cheap. And now it's like $800 for those. How? How have they? 
what's the justification? You get less stuff. You don't get any perks once you get there. Parking is still super expensive. They just raise the prices everywhere else. Uh, going to a game, super expensive on just like a, a one-shot basis. What's the justification? They cut payroll this year from like not even, they still have not reached a hundred million dollar payroll. What's the justification? That's what I want to know. This is stupid. It really feels like they're trying to just drive A's fans away from Oakland baseball. And maybe that's going to make the rest of this podcast moot because I'm going to be talking about Ken Rosenthal here starting in just a minute. But it just doesn't make sense to me unless their end game is to try and make the fans angrier, which doesn't get them a ballpark. It doesn't like accelerate the process of getting them a ballpark in Oakland. And they, I think that the city council will be like, yeah, go. If you're going to treat us like this, go. We don't care. And then they're going to find that the grass, <laughs> which does not exist in Las Vegas because it's too damn hot. Uh, they're going to find out the grass is not even green. It's, it's brown. It's sand over there. There's no grass to be had on the other side. Sure, they might be able to build a nice little ballpark and there's been articles written about, or, you know, speculation and all that stuff that the A's are going to announce their three finalists for Las Vegas uh, coming up before too long. And sure, that's great. Uh, they're still, they have a site in Oakland. They could work towards that. It'd be nice. It's on the water. It would be a state of the art uh, ballpark. And they're, they're just going to let it sit. And being the A's fan sucks. <laughs> it always sucks, but it sucks more this year. I said it yesterday, the day before. I don't know. Everything runs together. I said that this season has not made it easy to be an A's fan. And Exhibit A, well, it, it's not going to be easy being an A's fan next season either after they sell everybody or, you know, trade everybody away at uh, before next season starts. And then you got to pay double to go. So, yay! Go A's. <laughs> At least until they move, I'm still going to be an A's fan, I think, until I find out. And let's find out if they're going to move. If they do end up, you know, putting a shovel on the ground in Vegas, I'm done. Uh, I I have been mistreated. We have been mistreated. We deserve better. Um, let me know what teams you're looking at, because I might just become a general baseball fan. I don't know. Probably something on the West Coast, just because uh, games start at regular time then. I don't know. Padres? I don't know, Seattle's fun, but I don't know. <sighs> not the Giants, not the Dodgers. I don't dislike the Dodgers. I just they they spend a lot of money. They're they're like the the big dogs, and I that's not me. I, I like rooting for underdogs. That's why I'm still an A's fan. Weird, right? But uh, yeah, the, the marketing has sucked. Uh, the presidenting from Dave Cavill has sucked. The owning has sucked. Um, and I did a podcast, uh, I think during the pandemic, when, when we were still in lockdown last year, and uh, I was talking about how John Fisher got his billions of dollars. And uh, spoiler, he didn't work for it. He was given his money. And this sure feels like a guy that was given his money and not understanding, uh, you know, what hard work means. Just doubling prices because, yeah, I want more money. They don't need more money. I do. And that's... What it feels like is going on here, but uh, that—that's all I got for you guys. I'm—I I'm, didn't prepare anything. That's just all the cuff. So, um, before you know, we go to the first break. Let's let's talk just really quickly about this Ken Rosenthal article, which is going to be the rest of the podcast, by the way. Uh, just first things first. Ken's article starts out with a brief intro, and then the words "quotes" 
go get Billy Bean and Bob Melvin. He then follows that up with, no, neither is named Theo, but Theo Epstein, even if Cohen, uh, the owner of the Mets, Cohen, uh, gives him a piece of ownership, might not want to enter the labyrinth of dysfunction at City Field. The same would go for Brewers president of operations, David Stearns, and others with potential interest in the Mets, assuming that their teams even granted them permission to depart. So, uh, end quote. My, my main question to that is, so why would Billy Bean and Bob Melvin be just jumping at this opportunity? I know what I just said makes a good case for it, but I need to let the anger out. Things changed in like the four hours in between when I wrote this and when uh, I am recording this. I guess it was like eight hours, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, why, why is it different for... Melvin and B. That doesn't make sense to me. And Rosenthal says it's because Sandy Alderson and Billy Bean have a special relationship, which is true. Uh, they've been together for roughly 30 years, just on and off um, working together. And Sandy Alderson kind of groomed Billy Bean to take over as the A's GM uh, in the late 90s. And, you know, uh, Billy Bean brought in Sandy Alderson just a couple of years ago as a you know special assistant and all that stuff. So they have a history and, you know, Bob would want to follow Bean because they have been working together for 11 years and get along, I guess. Um, another point that he had is, quote, A's owner John Fisher likely would welcome the opportunity to hire lower cost replacements for Bean and Melvin, uh, end quote. And nobody is doubting, especially today, that John Fisher would love to save some money. But these two guys would cost less than a premium reliever, which he also doesn't want to pay for, combined. And they make his whole franchise somewhat palatable. Without these two guys, I mean, you could also throw a force in there. They're, they're, who wants to root for this team? You, you got all these young guys that don't have leadership uh, on the field from Bob Melvin or in you know the president of baseball operations and Billy Bean constructing guys that are going to be competitive. What, why would we root for the team without these two guys? That makes zero sense. I think even John Fisher would have to see that he needs these two guys, right? Both guys are technically under contract for another season that can be worked around. But at the same time, uh, they, they haven't been granted permission to interview other places in the past. Why would this be different? I don't know. Ken, I've got more thoughts for you. But uh, I'll get to those here in a few minutes. And I'm sorry to Ken Rosenthal. Uh, he's usually a great reporter, but I got to let some steam off. And I had been planning this uh, for today's episode for, you know, the whole week. And then the A's dropped this news. So I've got vitriol and I'm directing it at Ken Rosenthal. I apologize, Ken. You're fantastic. But uh, so anyway, stay locked in with Locked on A's and I will be right back. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching your favorite sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is DirecTV com compatible device required content varies by packaging 
I share a bed with a Pro Bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. I should explain. When I heard how many elite athletes sleep on a molecule mattress and call it the best sleep ever, I ordered one for myself and they were spot on. I'm no athlete. I do podcasts and I got a plant, but I got to say, they're comfy. Molecule Sleep Scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, not like other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me nice and cool at night, which is important to me because I sleep hot. And it is also antimicrobial. Molecule Mattress is how elite athletes and Jason Burke himself get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule Mattress risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, return it. Visit onmolecule.com and save 20% with pr promo code locked on. Again, save 20% with promo code locked on at onmolecule.com. Welcome back to Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts, uh, including on our YouTube channel. We are free and easy everywhere you guys like. And also, thank you again for making us your first podcast destination of the day. Thoroughly appreciate that. And again, Locked On MLB has you covered for all of the major news. So, uh, you know, the A's are out of it. So if you want to also hear about, uh, I don't know, not the Giants, but, you know, another team that is in the playoff hunt, the Red Sox, I don't, the Rays, the, the Jays, whoever you want to hear about, Sully's got you covered over there at Locked On MLB. And uh, you can also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room app. Again, I am going live today uh, as you're listening to this at game time, Thursday at game time. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. We're going to be... <laughs> We're going to be yelling a lot. Uh, that's a joke. I don't really yell that much. But uh, there, there will probably be some uh, some words said about ownership, I assume. So that'll be a lot of fun. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com. But let's keep on going with my roast of Ken Rosenthal. Again, sorry, Ken. Uh, he he also has this, uh, this quote. It says, rooted in Oakland could be a stumbling block because it is meaning to Bob and Bean. Uh, I don't know that he actually said Bob and Bean. I wrote that in and I thought that it was funny. So I kind of called them that throughout the rest of the script that I wrote down because there was a lot of thoughts that I had. So um, Rooted Oakland means something to them. And it doesn't mean anything to ownership or Dave Cavill, as we've seen uh, yesterday with all of the news. But allow me to keep going just for my own sanity. Uh, this one does make sense. I think that because Bob Melvin was brought up in Menlo Park, went to school at Cal, makes sense that rooted in Oakland means something to him. Billy Bean has been in the Bay Area for the last 30 years. That means something to him. So good job on that point, Ken. No notes. Good job. That, that was a solid one. And also, uh, it doesn't make sense as to why you're like, yeah, just go, just go get those guys, even though they love where they are, because that's kind of where they've been for a long time and where their families are. But it, go get them. Ruin their family dynamic. <laughs> Moving on. Ken also talks about Billy Bean's outside interest and how he already almost left the A's last offseason. That is correct. I talked about that on the podcast while it was happening uh, in December, January, whenever the, the timeline was, but I was talking about that then. And to me, I think that Bean, this is 
just my personal opinion, but I think that Billy Bean has outside interests and wants to diversify from baseball, not get back into the weeds with a new challenge, which is something that Ken Rosenthal thought that he might want is he wants a new challenge of running a big market team like the New York Mets. And he's going to be with his buddy, Sandy Alderson. And I'm like, no, he, he tried to leave so that he was out of baseball. That is two completely different things. And he is allowed to do kind of whatever he wants right now and then also work on the baseball side. But it's force that's running the whole thing right now. It's not like Billy Bean has to do, you know, clock in day after day. That's not really what's going on here. And honestly, how much of, it is it, of a challenge is it to spend $16 billion? That's not a new challenge. The Dodgers are doing that too. It's like, eh, can we compete with the Dodgers? Eh, probably not because they had a, a really big head start. And uh, I, I don't understand that. And if Bean and Bob were able to win in Oakland, I think that that would mean something to each of them. Like legitimately, I think that they would feel that if they won a championship in Oakland and Bob having grown up in the Bay Area again, and Billy, who has been trying and trying for over two decades at the helm of the Oakland A's, I think that that would mean something. Sure, they may have a better chance to win a title in New York, but it wouldn't mean as much if they won in New York with just unlimited resources and funds and all of that stuff. It, I think that Oakland is where they want to be, all things being equal. Uh, there's also money involved. There's also John Fisher and his thing going on, which I'm going to sort of not defend here in a second, but kind of defend as, at the same time. Uh, Ken also talks about how the Mets selected Billy Bean in the 1980 draft, saying he has ties with the organization, but based on the Moneyball movie, he wasn't exactly like thrilled with being selected by the Mets, told all of these lies by the Mets and uh, having him forego his scholarship in college. So did that actually happen? I, I don't know. Does he have any ill will towards the Mets? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's like, ah, those jerks, I could have been an actual baseball player, but now I'm just sitting here and I'm getting movies made about me. Thanks, Brad Pitt. Uh, but saying that this would be a homecoming, as some other reporters have said, uh, isn't necessarily on point either. M maybe full circle is more apt, but this is not a homecoming for Billy Bean. He, I don't think, probably enjoyed his time with the Mets because he wasn't very good with the Mets. Sure, they drafted him, but whatever. And so moving on, quote, by now, Bean and Melvin surely are weary of their constant uphill fight with the A's, one that figures to continue even after the team's uncertain future in Oakland is resolved, end quote. Uh, that one's probably true, especially after yesterday. Um, not, not being given the resources to succeed can be infuriating. And I know that as, you know, a low-level employee at many jobs, uh, it sucks. I get it. But at the same time, Steve Cohen, the guy they'd have to, you know, go work for while he's rich, he also strikes me as a bit of a meddler. And I don't know that they want to work for a meddler. Right now, they can kind of do whatever they want with, like, no repercussions. They just get to, here's the budget, go make it work and have fun. They could have shinier toys in New York, but uh, Steve Cohen is, uh, he's over there tweeting a bunch and it's wild to me. Uh, the article from Res Rosenthal starts off with a tweet from Cohen looking for a beat reporter reporter source. And uh, I, I asked the Locked On Mets host, Ryan Finkelstein, and he said that it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, but it came off as him being super sensitive and stuff. It was basically, hey, if you guys can tell me the the uh, source of, I, I think it was Puma. I, th I think that was the, the beat reporter. Um, if you guys can tell me who his source was in this article, I will let you guys sit in the suite with me. Uh, first one to get it right wins. And then people did it. 
and they're going to sit with him in the, the suite, I guess the owner suite. So that's cool. Um, that seems like something that Billy Bean and Bob Melvin both thoroughly enjoy is just dealing with shenanigans that the owner would have on social media. I don't get it. Why does this make sense for them? It doesn't. And I got a few more thoughts, but I got to send it to break. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I will be right back. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. It's been a fun start so far, I got to say. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for all things football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. And I've done this before, but if this is your first time hearing this one, the, the NFL100, NFL, that's what they're good at. The season just started. That's what they want to promote. And then you got 100, which is the welcome bonus that you're getting. You marry those together, NFL100. That's the promo code you use when you go to betonline.ag. And they got you covered past football. They got football. They got basketball. They got boxing. They got baseball. Uh, I believe they even have soccer, if you like soccer. Um, and they also got your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports. And that is why everybody says the bet online are your online sportsbook experts. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts stores to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And you can save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years. And the prices are always reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And let them know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube or wherever you guys like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. Again, going live on Thursday at game time. So uh, be there or you know, go to work, I guess. <laughs> and uh, if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On A's is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So uh, make sure to hit subscribe. And if you guys like this podcast, you guys are going to love all of the other podcasts on the Locked On MLB network, like Locked On MLB. Uh, my my uh, buddy, uh, Javier Reyes, he hosts Locked On Padres. That's a good one. He has a, a different kind of show. So if you're looking for a different kind of baseball show, he's the guy you want to go to. So check those ones out too. Uh, leave them five-star reviews and leave us a five-star review. That's all great. But let's get back into Ken Rosenthal saying that the, the Mets should just go get Billy Bean and Bob Melvin. And uh, 
he, he argues that the the B and B duo. I kept rewriting this because I thought it was funny. The B and B duo would be unfazed by a meddling owner due to John Fisher, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. Cohen has roasted his entire team on social media this season, and then been like, "Who does this? Why don't people like this team? I don't know. He's." A wild person. He's an insane man. And he doesn't know how to use periods, which angers me to no end. He puts a space and then a period and then he does a space. The second space is okay, but I don't know why you do a space and then a period. That it's wild. Never had to learn English. <laughs> that hurts me. I did so many English classes. But uh Fisher doesn't have doesn't give them resources. Those are basically he's a Cohen's a meddler and he will roast his team on social media and John Fisher doesn't give them resources. Those are different kinds of not helpful in my in my book. And so I don't think that being good at one is going to necessarily make you good at being another, especially in a bigger market. That doesn't it's not a one for one, according to me. Sorry, Ken. Uh, again, sorry, Ken. <laughs> Plus, dealing with higher expectations and the New York media is completely different. Uh, than the road that they've been on. Different isn't always bad. Maybe they would excel and thoroughly enjoy and welcome the opportunity to go to a bigger market and have these resources and all of that stuff. But it matters what these two guys would want. Not everybody's the same. I, I, pulling behind the curtain a little bit, like my, my wife and I, we're a little bit older. We've been told all of the bad statistics uh, about pregnancy right now. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, we're all different. And she's doing fine. The baby's great right now. We're having a great pregnancy uh, other than, you know, the ace. And everybody's different. So you can give us statistics. That doesn't mean that anything bad is going to happen. And that's really just my point here is Bob Melvin, Billy Bean, they might be cut from a different cloth than people that want to go to New York and just prove it on the biggest stage by with the LOL Mets. Um I've heard people say that it is a, a marquee destination for, for people. The New York Mets, a marquee destination. Not everybody thinks that New York is a marquee destination. I think it's a fantastic place. I, I My family is from there. They came to California in like the 60s. Uh, but yeah, New York is cool. I don't necessarily need to, you know, prove my medal in New York, though. That doesn't mean that, that it's not who I am. So Maybe it's not who they are either. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I've said it before, but I think that a big piece of the puzzle for Bob Melvin's future in Oakland is the ballpark situation. Did that take a hit yesterday with the, the season ticket prices? Maybe. We don't know what is going on with the ballpark situation, but he is technically, he has a club option, which they're going to make it a, a Bob Melvin option for 2022. Um so if he wants to stay for one more season, ride that out, see how things are going. He His timeline does not match the Mets timeline. Therefore, he's not going to New York. Uh, yeah, it, it all kind of depends on what the ballpark situation is, I think. I think he'd love to be the manager of this team, the Oakland A's, that opens up a new ballpark in Oakland, given that he was born in Menlo Park and went to Cal. I think that that is something that he would prize potentially even more than a World Series championship. I don't know. I, I'm kind of, you know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but it feels like that would mean more to Bob Melvin than going to New York and just here, go. Uh, I, may, maybe I'm wrong. I, I've never really had like a conversation with Bob, but it feels like he likes being home and that that would be something that would mean something 
to him. And I keep seeing tweets from people like John Heyman, who really just loves stirring the pot. And he's saying stuff like the Oakland ballpark negation negotiations are falling apart, but there is nothing to suggest that. I mean, unless you're reading into the tea leaves of the, the season ticket prices thing, but this, he sent that tweet like a week ago and not, uh, you know, yesterday. So uh, I, I don't think that he has any information on that. Have we seen progress in the past month since the city voted on their own proposal? No, not no. But this is a very long and complicated process. And I still think that a ballpark gets done at Howard Terminal because I don't see the owner signing off on giving all of that territory that I talked about a couple of weeks ago, all of the territory from Los Angeles up to Seattle, just handing it to the San Francisco Giants and also not getting expansion money from an expansion franchise being added to Vegas. They want that money. Uh, also, maybe uh, the A's dragging their feet on building in Oakland is enough of a, a and postponing the, the actual uh, expansion process. Maybe that's enough to have the owners be like, I mean, we'll get the money one way or another, I guess, whatever. Um, and then they could expand wherever else and also have the A's in Vegas. I don't think that's what's going on. I think that the A's are still trying to play hardball and just trying to price everybody out and then or getting everybody used to how we're terminal pricing. But maybe not. I don't know. It's weird. So if I'm right, and then I think that Bob Melvin stays because I think that a ballpark still can get done at Howard Terminal. Again, I don't like to think about bad things. Uh, so maybe I'm wrong about that, but I haven't seen anything that says the writing's on the wall right now. The, the season ticket thing is brand new. Haven't necessarily computed that one. Still waiting for a little bit of reporting to be done on that one. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they're definitely moving to Vegas now. Because we've had a lot of, they're definitely moving to Vegas now moments over the course of this season. And uh, they, they haven't. They've actually made a lot of progress with uh, the city of Oakland. So nothing's really saying that they're actually leaving yet. Even if they name three sites at the end of the postseason, ooh, they're going to name three sites. They have one site in Oakland already. Three sites means nothing to me. So if I'm right, I think Bob Melvin stays. Billy Bean is friends with Sandy Alderson. That's sure. But staying in Oakland and winning a title with the A's would mean a lot to Billy Bean, I think, because he's been trying for so long. And as Sandy Alderson's protege, who also worked for the A's as their GM for a number of years, I think that it would also mean a decent amount a decent amount to Sandy Alderson as well, just because that's his protege. He won in the place that he handed him the keys to. So sure. I mean, they could work together and win a championship with a bunch of resources. They also might not. Have you seen the Mets? They're a joke. They stink. Europe, no matter what happens, they, they, uh, everybody gets hurt and nobody gets, hurt. I mean, people get hurt in Oakland too, but something is wrong in the water with the water that the Mets use. And, uh, that's, just wild to me. So I guess my main problem with the narrative presented by Ken Rosenthal in this article is that it just assumes that one Billy Bean and Bob Melvin would want to go, which I don't think maybe they do, but I think that if things were equal, I think that they would want to stay in Oakland personally. Uh, and two, that they can just be taken because they're only on the A's. Those are my two big issues with the Ken Rosenthal article. And uh, I'm not going to apologize for those ones because that is a big media narrative that uh, we see a lot and uh, kind of sick of that one. So that's, those are my thoughts on the Ken Rosenthal article. Um, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Now back to being sad and thinking about season ticket prices. They don't really affect me. Uh, 
as currently constructed, but, you know, maybe one day I was hoping to get them back at some point, you know, when I had more money, but that's a, that's a pipe dream now. So that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, hopefully that didn't make you sadder. Hopefully my, that was somewhat cathartic for you guys too. I feel slightly better. Actually. That was nice. I like yelling at Ken Rosenthal. <laughs> and just vaguely looking into the camera and saying his name and then apologizing to him for my vitriol. Ah, so much vitriol. But anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. So uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking about whatever the heck happens with Chris Bassett and all that stuff. Um, also, Michael Valise pitched. He was okay. He, he faced three batters and then he got pulled. But uh, the A's lost. Nothing, nothing's going very well. The Seattle Mariners are now above them in the standings. They, they kind of need to win out in order to make the postseason things are not looking great. So uh, that's, that's the A side of the recap for you guys. West watch done 20 seconds, new record. Um, so that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow.